<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. I'm your host, Quaylen Harris, the mind behind Confessions of a Server, where you can find me on Facebook by searching Confessions of a Server or on Instagram, Confessions of underscore a server. And before I get into this podcast, I just want to ask you, the listener, how are you doing? We've been a year into this pandemic It's crazy to think that it's been that long, but I just want to see how are you doing? Because I know it's hard for a lot of us still right now. Some people are still out of work. Their restaurants shut down permanently. You can't find a job. Well, I know there's a lot of jobs out there, but still people can't find jobs. And there are other of you who are overworked, getting stressed out. So how are y'all doing? Hopefully, if you are working right now, you are making lots of money. Um, I know it's stressful. Just push through. And if you're out of work, hopefully something comes soon, especially the people in Canada. Hopefully y'all can open up soon because I hear that there's a lot of y'all still out of work. So sorry, I just want to go on here and just ask how you were doing. All right. So for this episode today, I put up in my Instagram story two questions. One, what's something you would like me to talk about? on my podcast. The other was, what's a question you'd want me to answer? And I had someone ask the question, are hosts essential to restaurants? And that has sparked this entire episode. So I will answer that question later. But before that, you know, I got a mini rant that's going to come up about hosts and busters because, you know, sometimes they just get under our skin no matter what. Um, but before I get into that, as some of y'all know, I just came back from vacation and I want to shout out bartenders because when I was in Vegas, I had three of the best mixed drinks, best cocktails I have ever had in my entire life. And It makes me kind of sad because in my city, I can't get drinks like that everywhere I go. There's like a couple places where I can get like craft cocktails and stuff like that. But the city I live in, it's not big for that. Like the the demand for that isn't there. It's a very easygoing city, beer, uh, you know, Tito's and soda, vodka crayon, stuff like that. They really don't have to get fancy 
and make craft cocktails. But I'm telling you, like, I even went to one bar and I was that guy. I, I was the customer when the bartender came over and said, what would you like? I legit said, make me whatever you want. That's not on the menu. And it wasn't a basic drink. It was something that he thought up, he created, and he served it to me. And it was using a mezcal. I didn't get what else was in it. I know he used mezcal, which pretty sure he might be stalking my page because he probably knows that like I've been on a mezcal kick for a whole year. But it was just great. And I love that about bartenders who work in craft cocktail places. So if you're a bartender who kills it, who is a true mixologist, who can just whip up drinks off the top of your head, shout out to you. And I appreciate every single one of you. And I love going to places and visiting uh, bars and restaurants where the bartender mixologist can do stuff like that. So yeah, I just wanted to shout out y'all because that was probably one of my highlights of my whole vacation was those three drinks. They were so good. All right, let's get into this mini rant. Ah! Dear host, dear host and bussers, for the love of God, please do your job better. Matter of fact, just please do your job. One of the most frustrating things for me as a server is when I am constantly looking for a host or buster to do what they were hired to do, only to find them in the back eating cheese fries or flirting with each other. I understand this is your first job. You only have this job to put a little bit of gas in your car, maybe to buy your prom ticket or whatever's coming up at school. But for me, this is how I pay my bills. And I hate having to deal with guests who are already frustrated because they had to either wait for a table to be clean because all the tables were dirty, or they had to wait at the host stand because there wasn't a host up there to greet them. Yes, your jobs are difficult at times. If the whole restaurant gets up at the same time and you're the only busser on the floor and some of the uh, servers and bartenders didn't pre-bus, I understand your frustrations. Or it's hard being a host sometimes. Sometimes you get the wrath of guests as soon as they come into the restaurant and you just have to sit there and take it. You did absolutely nothing. I understand that. Or you also get yelled at by servers and bartenders all the time. I get it. But look, every position in the restaurant is a hard position. So I'm going to ask this nicely. You know, you know what? I'm going to, I apologize. I apologize to every host, every buster that I've ever yelled at. I will even take it one step further and I will apologize to every single host or buster that's listening right now that has ever got yelled at by a server or a bartender. I am apologizing for all of us. But please know, we need you to do your job better. Thank you. Hmm. So like I said in my opening, last week, I put up in my Instagram story two questions. What's something that you would like me to talk about on my podcast? And what is a question you want me to answer? The question I'm going to be answering today, are hosts essential 
to restaurants. In my opinion, this isn't a yes or no answer. It's not a yes or no question. Like I can't just answer yes or no. It really depends on the restaurant itself. And I'm going to be speaking about from my experiences, not only working in restaurants, but actually going to restaurants and just seeing the flow of everything. You have restaurants where they're smaller, the smaller diners, five, 10 table restaurants where hosts are not necessary. You have servers who can come over and seat tables and make sure that they have silverware, things of that nature. So that's where I would say for a restaurant like that, no. Hosts are not essential, but once you get into bigger restaurants, corporate restaurants, the Olive Gardens, the Outbacks, the Applebee's, restaurants like that, I think that they are super essential, super important to the restaurant because they're not just up there to seat tables. They are up there to kind of be managers of the whole stand and the waiting area, right? Yes, they have to see the tables, but they also have to manage the call ahead, reserve the wait list. Um, You're the one making sure that the tables have silverware. You're also managing the guests as they come into the restaurant by making sure that You're not being rude or anything, and they're in a decent mood once they actually get to the tables. You know, you're up there, you're smiling, you're being friendly, things of that nature, where servers and bartenders, they're in their own sections, doing their own things, taking care of their guests, and they they won't have time to get up to a host and to consistently seat, uh, manage a wait list, making sure that the silverware is rolled, polished, and distributed to the tables. So in bigger, larger restaurants, I think hosts are super important. And sometimes they have one of the most important jobs in the entire restaurant. If they're seating in in a perfect night, a perfect Saturday night, the hosts are the ones who are controlling the flow of the restaurant by how they're seating, making sure that they're not like waiting a long time for table to seat tables, even if they're clean. They're not also seating 15 tables at once, so they're not going to kill the kitchen. And they're also there to help out us servers and bartenders with little things like getting refills and getting bread for our tables. When I worked at Longhorn, I had the best host ever. I would put this Brandy was her name. I would put Brandy up against any host. If there was like a host competition or whatever, I loved working with her, especially when I would be the med because going from lunch to dinner, it would just be her and I, not only was she always at the host end, not only did she always have a smile on her face, she would remember regulars names. She would remember where they would want to sit She would help me if she knew I was busy with just greeting their tables, getting their drinks, bringing bread out. She was a delight to work for. And I was legitimately sad when she stopped working there. So that's the kind of host that is so essential to the way a restaurant flows, 
the way a restaurant works and for us servers and bartenders, how we make money. Because if I would have had any other host, not any other host, but if I would have had like a host up there during those times when Brandy would work, that the host was never at the host stand or she just was up there looking mean, not very friendly, didn't remember little things like where regulars like to sit or their names and stuff like that. I guarantee I would not have made as much money as I did during those shifts. And I knew that. And I would give Brandy a couple extra five, ten dollars sometimes, especially when I had a really, really, really good lunch, because she deserved more than just the typical tip share that she was getting. So to wrap everything up, for some restaurants, hosts, the obsolete. You don't even need them. You don't need them for just like I said, little diners, they're smaller. But for larger restaurants, yes, hosts are essential and are very, very, very important. Sometimes one of the most important positions in the entire restaurant. To continue the theme of this episode, this advice is going to be for the host. Two questions that I always get asked. One How do I get my managers to notice that I want to be promoted from host to server? And two, I just got promoted. Is there any advice? First, if you are looking to stay in the company, get promoted from host to server, eventually bartender, the best way to get noticed is by just doing your job. That is honestly the best advice I can give you. Do your job. But but to go along with that, do things without having to be asked. If you see that the whole entire dining room is dirty with dirty tables, just go help pre-bus without having to be asked to do it. Go a little bit above and beyond. And doing things like that is going to not only get you noticed by your manager, but also servers. They're going to look at you and be like, yes, we want her or him to be on our staff, we want them to become a server, and they're going to put little bugs in the manager's ear But when that time comes and they need to hire people or they're short-staffed. So just do things without having to be asked to help or do it. The second bit of advice I'm going to give is kind of like if you like going from host, you know you're, you're already in that mind frame, you want to go from host to server or even busted or server, Learn the menu. I don't know how many times I've trained hosts, bussers, who have been in the restaurant that we've worked at for years, a year or two. And they get to the point where they're training to become a server and they don't know the menu. And a lot of these places, the host took to-go orders. That is the most simple thing that you can do that's going to help you when it is your time to go from host or busser to server. If you know the menu, you have most of the battle won and you are going to fly past a lot of the other new hires and you're going to start getting the better section sooner. You're going to see you're going to get tipped well because the Guest is going to believe you when you're trying to explain stuff or when you're trying to upsell. 
just learn the menu. It's such a simple concept. And I don't understand how they don't like if I was bored at the host end and I knew I had to stand up there, I would legit just get the menu and just start reading it. Especially if I'm taking like to go orders and stuff, I would try to memorize stuff. So I'm not always flipping through the menu when the guests are calling in, putting an order in. So yeah, those are going to be my two bits of advice for not only host, but busters as well. If you're trying to move up the ranks and become a server and eventually a bartender. Forgive me. Time for some more questions slash stories that's been sent to me from you, my followers. And if you have any confessions or stories that you want to send me, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Facebook, or you could also email me confessions of a server at gmail.com. So this first one says we are located in a market and have open windows during the summer. Even though we regularly spray for bugs and clean like crazy, sometimes one will fly into a window and I have to run and get it because everyone else is scared. One time I saw a huge cockroach wiggle its way into the restaurant and plant itself on a customer's table, like right next to them. They didn't notice. So while I was taking their order, I grabbed a napkin so discreetly and placed my hand over it and continued to take the order. The table had no idea. I had a full-size roach in my hand, and I took their order like nothing was happening while the thing was wiggling in my hand. Got a good tip, though. That skill, to be able to just do that nonchalantly, just grab the roach, like get a napkin, just put it over the table, never realize that is skill right there. And I am so glad that this person got a big tip because I know that if that table probably would have saw, they would have freaked out, probably made a big, huge scene, all the other tables around that's stuff like that has happened to me before. You know, sometimes the lettuce isn't washed as well. So they might have a bug in their lettuce or something like that. That's happened uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I know it happened once at one of my tables and the lady like freaked out. She was the only one. Everyone at the table was just looking at her. It was like, it's, it's fine. It happens. I'll get you a new salad. But she was like, started crying. That's how bad this lady was freaking out. So kudos to you server for doing that and them not even noticing. The second one is more of a story, not so much of a confession, but I thought it was really good and I wanted to read it. It reads, worked at a cafe and I served a Karen a skim milk, sugar-free vanilla cappuccino. She sipped the foam on top and assumed it was cold, despite the foam being a seal for the heat to stay inside the drink. Tore me a new asshole about it. So I asked her if she was sure that the drink was actually cold. To which she took her index and middle finger, popped the lid off, and stuck them in the 180-degree boiling coffee as a response. I knew it was hot. Every time I make a coffee, I use a thermometer while I steam the milk. I just didn't know she would burn herself trying to prove me wrong. She needed a burn kit. And me and my coworkers still laugh about it to this day. So pro tip. When someone asks if you're sure your coffee is cold, 
Don't stick your fingers in the damn drink. <laughs> this Karen got what she deserved. I'm sorry. Like, if anyone wants to be a smart ass like that and you're trying to prove them wrong that bad that you're going to stick your fingers into a hot coffee to be like, oh, it's cold. Like, you should know. You're sitting there probably watching them make the coffee. Like, don't assume that it's going to be cold. So I'm sorry this lady got injured, but she got what she deserved. Like always, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. My DMs are always open. My email is always available on Facebook, Confessions of a Server, on Instagram, Confessions of underscore a server, and my email is confessionsofaserver at gmail.com. Send me your stories. Send me your confessions. Just send me a message saying hi and that you listened to this week's episode. Whatever you want to do, just go on and send it to me. And at the conclusion of this episode, Go check out some of the other podcasts that are featured on the One Star Podcast Network. Some great hosts over there that put out phenomenal episodes. And I'm pretty sure if you like what I'm doing over here, you're going to love what they're doing also. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace out. <laughs>